This is HPR episode 2558 entitled Battling with English, Part 1. It is hosted by Dave Morris and is about 11 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is Misunderstandings about English grammar, spelling, punctuation, etc. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello everybody, this is Dave Morris. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. I'm starting a series today which is not related to IT or tech or anything like that. This is one I'm calling Battling with English because I think English is a funny language. It's a complicated language and there are problems with things like spelling and use of punctuation and that type of thing that I thought it would be interesting or useful to talk about. It's also been a discussion with Ken Fallon over a period of time, and uh, he sort of suggested I do this, so it's his fault. Though the English language is old, as you realise, and it's had a long history, it's changed or evolved in many ways over the years. It has come from a multitude of sources. don't know them all myself. I know that... uh, There's quite a lot of French and Norwegian and German and that type of thing in it. Plus also other languages that have been absorbed in from from other parts of the world. So it's hard to say what's correct when it comes to English in an absolute way because because it's moving, it's a moving target. So my example in the notes here was that when I was at school we were taught not to use the word nice. We shouldn't use that in written material. And at that time it was becoming common to see things like I had a nice time meaning I had a pleasant time and that seemed quite a bland sort of thing and at that time or a bit later on actually 1976 I've got a dictionary here which defines it as agreeable and um, this is marked as a colloquialism so it was a, a usage that was not regarded as mainline mainstream Nowadays, you won't see that. It's it's pretty much mainstream usage. So it's obviously changed over that period of time. It's easy to use the wrong word in the wrong context. You might choose one that sounds similar to the word you want. And there are also problems with spelling. And spelling in English is not always logical. You might, you might as I said before, find punctuation confuses you, and particularly apostrophes. In this series, I want to examine some of the problem areas and try and give you a means of remembering the right way, if I can. I'm no authority on this. I've tried to teach myself not to make these mistakes over the years, so I thought it might be useful just to share what I've learned. And I've put links into authorities who uh, can give a definitive answer where I can't necessarily do so. Now, I've put together notes here which, uh, in which I've tried to 
give various meanings of words and examples of them. And I've also linked to the uh, the dictionaries and the etymology sources and stuff. So you can go and look and research more once you've uh, you found stuff that you might want to check or memorize. I don't think I'm going to... Right, so I'm going to try and avoid reading all of these out because basically it's a list and uh, I think it will make it very boring and I want to make these quite short episodes. So I'm going to skim over the, the lists to some extent and leave you to, to read the notes. So let's start with the case of using the wrong word. And one of the ones I see a lot on the web and in emails and so forth are then and than. There's definitions of both of these words. Start with then. Then is about time. So you might say, the lecture is at one, I'll see you then. Or it might be sequence, regarding a sequence of things. Add the eggs, then mix thoroughly. You might also use it in the context of consequences. If we don't buy fuel here, then we might not reach our destination. If this didn't work, then I was all out of ideas. You might also see it in the context of something back in time. So I, you might say, I went to school in the 1960s and back then things were different. What it's often confused with is than. Now, than is about comparisons mainly. So you might say, am I taller than you or are you taller than me? You might say, I talk about why you stuff is often better than new stuff. Other than fish, John eats no meat. Here's one from the HPR uh, documentation on the website. We do not filter the shows in any way other than to check if they are audible and not blatant attempts at spam. You can also use it in a context where it means one thing happened after another. No sooner was the concrete poured than someone walked over it. What you'll often see is these words being used incorrectly. Somebody might say, I like to listen to jazz every now and then. You might not notice that they've used than rather than then, but the expression should be now and then, not now and then. It means now and then means occasionally or every so often. You might also see something like wine is better than beer. What was meant there is wine is better than beer. But as it's written, it sounds as if you should drink some wine and then follow it with beer, which I think would be pretty unpleasant, but uh, it's a comparison. So that's all I'm going to say about then and then. I hope that uh, give you some starters for if, you, if this is a thing that's, that you find yourself being confused over, that you'll, you'll find the, the links here help you to get these separated in your mind. Here's another one where people confuse three words quite often. The three words are there, spelt T-H-E-R-E, there, T-H-E-I-R, and there, meaning spelt T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. They sound the same. Nobody that I know of, anyway, can separate these out by their sound. So it's very easy if you hear the words being spoken, or even if you, you're sort of saying them in your head, to choose the wrong one. But there, T-H-E-R-E, is about the placement of a thing. So you might say, over there is the nearest pub. It's also used in calling somebody's attention, attracting somebody's attention. You might say, hey there, be careful. Here's another one from HPR. HPR has existed for more than 10 years and there are over 2,500 shows in its archives. I think I found that 
on the site. I might have made that one up, actually. I'm not sure. So you can see there is about places or existence. There are there are other meanings um, which you can follow. You can find if you follow the links. Now let's look at the second one. There, T H E I R. This is a possessive word. Here's one from HPR: the story of a Lancashire community and their high-speed network. So it's a possessive thing. Their high-speed network. This this one's from Ken Fallon's episode about B4RN, the high-speed network in. Uh, amongst farms and small villages in Lancashire. The last one there, spelled T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E, is a contraction of they are. So you might say, I was just at my friend's house, they're busy redecorating. Meaning they are busy redecorating. What you often see, and what you shouldn't write, is things like look over there, where where the there is spelled T-H-E-I-R. What was meant was, look over there, the, a place, a location. It should have been T-H-E-R-E. Another example, I climbed into the attic and there was a wasp's nest there. And this one's been spelt with a T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. Was a wasp's nest there, T-H-E-I-R. So the grammar's completely wrong in this sentence. I've not, I made that up. I've never seen seen it that particular one but you know you do see both of those things used incorrectly the first one should have been t-h-e-r-e and so should the second one so here's the last one in this particular episode and these are two words that sound very similar if they're not spoken in a very clear way i was listening to somebody on a podcast saying this one of these words today and it was really hard to to, to know whether they were saying the right one or not and the words are tenet, T-E-N-E-T, and tenant, T-E-N-A-N-T. So a tenet, T-E-N-E-T, is a principle or belief. So this is this one, this quote, this example is from the Hacker Ethic on Wikipedia. There's a link in the notes. The tenets of the Hacker Ethic are sharing, openness, decentralization, free access to computers, and world improvement. So tenet is the principle of the hacker ethic. The second one, tenant, T-E-N-A-N-T, is either a, a person who rents land or property from a landlord, or it's the act of occupying, as a verb that is, the act of occupying the property. So you might say, he used to rent some rooms over a shop, but he didn't like being a tenant. You could also say, as a second example, I used to tenant some rooms over a shop. One of the sites I often refer to is Grammar Girl, who often gives useful hints about how to remember the difference between these words. And there's a link to, to her on uh, in the notes here. She suggests that remembering the tenant, the second one, where a person lives, ends with A-N-T and... Uh, you might imagine that ants might also live there. That's a sort of silly mnemonic that sticks with me, I tell you. But uh, maybe it will stick with you too. You might find it useful. If you if you get these confused, you might not. So there's a couple of made-up examples of getting it wrong. The tenet of Wildfell Hall is not a novel by Anne Bronte. So that would mean the belief of Wildfell Hall. It was tenant, T-E-N-A-N-T, was the original book title. 
And also you would not say the tenants of the hacker ethic in my earlier example. It would mean the people who live inside the hacker ethic, which don't make a lot of sense. So that's it. I'm going to try and do quite short episodes in the future and uh, just just cover a few few words, a few concepts, and um, leave you to, to read further if you wish. I hope you find that useful. Okay then, bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.